Clearshore presents Finding and Growing the Islands of Innovation Inside a Large Company An Action Plan for a New CTO by Steve Blank June 20th, 2022 at steveblank.com How does a newly hired Chief Technology Officer, CTO, find and grow the islands of innovation inside a large company? How not to waste your first six months as a new CTO thinking you're making progress when the status quo is working to keep you at bay. I just had coffee with Anthony, a friend who was just hired as the chief technology officer, CTO, of a large company, 30,000 plus people. He previously co-founded several enterprise software startups, and his previous job was building a new innovation organization from scratch inside another large company. But this is the first time he was the CTO of a company this size. The good news was that his new company provides essential services and regardless of how much they stumbled, they were going to be in business for a long time. But the bad news was that the company wasn't keeping up with new technologies and new competitors who were moving faster. And the fact that they were an essential service made the internal cultural obstacles for change and innovation that much harder. We both laughed when he shared that the senior execs told him that all the existing processes and policies were working just fine. It was clear that at least two of the four divisions didn't really want him there. Some groups think he's going to muck with their empires. Some of the groups are dysfunctional. Some are, as he said, world-class people and organizations for a world that no longer exists. So the question we were pondering was, How do you quickly infiltrate a large, complex company of that size? How do you put wins on the board and get a coalition working? Perhaps by getting people to agree to common problems and strategies? And or finding the existing organizational islands of innovation that are already delivering and help them scale? In his first week, the exec staff had pointed him to the existing corporate incubator. Anthony had long come to the same conclusion I had that highly visible corporate incubators do a good job of shaping culture and getting great press, but most often their biggest products were demos that never get deployed to the field. Anthony concluded that the incubator in his new company was no exception. Successful organizations recognize that innovation isn't a single activity. Incubators, accelerators, hackathons... It is a strategically organized end-to-end process from idea to deployment. In addition, he was already discovering that almost every division and function was building groups for innovation, incubation, and technology scouting. Yet no one had a single roadmap for who was doing what across the enterprise. And more importantly, it wasn't clear which, if any, of those groups were actually continuously delivering products and services at high speed. His first job was to build a map of all those activities. Over coffee, Anthony offered that in a company this size, he knew he would find innovation heroes, the individuals others in the company point to, who single-handedly fought the system and got a new product, project, or service delivered. But if that was all his company had, his work was going to be much tougher than he thought, as innovation heroics as the sole source of deployment of new capabilities are a sign of a dysfunctional organization. Anthony believed one of his roles as CTO was to 
map and evaluate all the innovation, incubation, and technology scouting activities, help the company understand they need innovation and execution to occur simultaneously. This is the concept of an ambidextrous organization. Educate the company that innovation and execution have different processes, people, and culture. They need each other and need to respect and depend on each other. And create an innovation pipeline from problem to deployment and get it adopted at scale. Anthony was hoping that somewhere three, four, or five levels down the organization were the real centers of innovation, where existing departments or groups, not individuals, were already accelerating mission and delivering innovative products and services at high speed. His challenge was to find these islands of innovation and who was running them and understand if and how they leveraged existing company competencies and assets, understand if and how they co-opted or bypassed existing processes and procedures, had a continuous customer discovery to create products that customers need and want, figured out how to deliver with speed and urgency, and if they somehow had made this a repeatable process. If these groups existed, his job as CTO was to take their learning and figure out what barriers the innovation groups were running into and help build innovation processes in parallel to those for execution. Use their work to create a common language and tools for innovation around rapid acceleration of existing mission and delivery. Make permanent the delivering of products and services at speed with a written innovation doctrine and policy. And instrument the process with metrics and diagnostics. So, with another cup of coffee, the question we were trying to answer was, how does a newly hired CTO find the real islands of innovation in a company his size? A first place to start was with the innovation heroes and rebels. They often know where all the innovation bodies were buried. But Anthony's insight was he needed to get out of his eighth floor office and spend time where his company's products and services were being developed and delivered. It was likely that most innovation groups were not simply talking about innovation, but were the ones who were rapidly delivering innovative solutions to customers' needs. As I was finishing my coffee, Anthony said, I'm going to let a few of the execs know I'm not out for turf because I only intend to be here for a few years. I almost spit out the rest of my coffee. I asked how many years the Division C-level staff has been at the company. Some of them for decades, he replied. I pointed out that in a large organization, saying you're just visiting will set you up for failure, as the executives who have made the company their career will simply wait you out. As he left, he looked a bit more concerned than when we started. Looks like I have my work cut out for me. Lessons learned. Large companies often have divisions and functions with innovation, incubation, and technology scouting, all operating independently, with no common language or tools. Innovation heroics as the sole source of deployment of new capabilities are a sign of dysfunctional organization. Innovation isn't a single activity, like incubators or accelerators or hackathons. It is a strategically organized end-to-end process from idea to deployment. Somewhere three, four, or five levels down the organization are the real centers of innovation, accelerating mission and delivering innovative products and services at high speed. The CTO's job 
is to create a common process, language, and tools for innovation and make them permanent with a written innovation doctrine and policy. Don't ever tell anyone you're a short-timer. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time. 